This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition. Mother Nature has turned. She's angry. It's cold. Must mean one thing. The end of football season, the beginning of basketball season. And with that in mind, we're going to talk some hoops today with Providence Christian Academy boys basketball coach Kerry Hammonds, former Seagull star, former Blue Raider. Kerry, how you doing today? Doing well, Monty. Thanks for having me as always, brother. Looking forward to some hoops. Yeah, well, you y'all, you guys got the ball rolling a little bit this week. I don't know if they're Hall of Fame games, whatever they call them, but uh, you went to Brentwood Academy, obviously a daunting task. So just kind of tell us about that your first night out. Oh, well, I mean, you know, BA is a really good team, well-coached. Uh, I would be surprised if they weren't playing for a state championship this this year. I mean, they got a bunch of length. They got really smart players that know how to play and play unselfish. Uh, they play fast. They're able to shoot the ball well. So it was good for us to go to, go to BA and, and see that our first time out. Uh, we've had a couple of scrimmages, but uh, nothing that kind of compared to their speed and athleticism. Uh, so that's why we – we scheduled that game, though, Monty, for us, our guys to, to get better so that when we get to district play, hopefully the game slows down a little bit for us. Uh, but I was encouraged by how we competed, especially my young guys, getting them out there. So it was good for us. You know, too, you know, you play teams like that. And, you know, you get, in, you get in, a, in your region or district, and it's not like you don't respect your opponent, but you're, you're thinking, I guess – in the back of your mind like okay we're not facing the celtics tonight so you know exactly. it, it's a different animal um yeah. i guess for starters kind of introduce us to your team talk about some of your players that uh you know i know you got some guys returning you got some new guys so just kind of tell us about your club well we got our returning leading scorer max mcmurray uh who plays point guard, some two guard for us. Um, he made a huge jump from his sophomore year to last year, his junior year. Uh, averaged about 16 points for us. Um, and then we got also got two other senior starters, uh, kind of guard forward type guys uh, who, who will really be leaning on this year, Anderson Rodell and, and Eli Wilson. Uh, and then we got, I mean, we got three – juniors that played a ton of minutes for us last year 
and Eli McFarlane, Luke McFarlane, and, and Will Weingart. So I'm, I'm really, really going to be leaning on those older guys who've been in the program for going on three years now, uh, who kind of know what we're doing. They know what um, was expected of them. They know the standard. And, and so I'm looking at them to lead our, our two freshmen that probably play a lot of minutes and, and Trice Grinsing and, and MJ White. Of course, I think Trice, people know that name from his father, who I guess actually, you know, he coached at middle, he coached college basketball for years all over the country. Um, but um, he he's a guy that uh, I know you're, you're excited about as well as the other young man. And, um, you know, freshmen can – and certain guys can you know, they can come in and fill voids and and be a vital part even though they are freshmen. Exactly, and that's kind of why uh, we wanted to play BA. Uh, we got Lipscomb tonight. Uh, we'll play Macaulay twice. We'll play NBA. We'll play Oakland, um, so that those freshmen can can get into these high level games with a bunch of physicality, a bunch of speed. So that hopefully when it comes to district play, uh, they've seen all of this stuff and it doesn't catch them by surprise and that they're ready to contribute when we start playing league games. Yeah, you know, that's kind of a unique dynamic when you get young people on your team, you know, like in travel ball. I mean, they some of them may play up, but, you know, you can be playing in 14 and, you, 14 and under uh, league in the summer and then you turn around and you're playing against some grown men, you know, they're exactly. 18 years old. Exactly. You go, you go from playing guys that look like you to, to guys with fully grown beers and are senior in high school. And so their, their bodies are a little bit more mature. They're, they're used to playing. And so they got a little bit better, a little bit better idea. So I think playing these tough games early will be good for us. And Greg coaches your uh, the, the middle school guys, right? Yes, he's the middle school head. He's also uh, my varsity assistant as well. So it, it's been great to have him on the bench with all his basketball knowledge and everything that he knows. It's, it's been good for our team. Yeah, and, you know, I guess when you get those young players, uh, they understand the game of basketball. Yes, for sure, and that's that's one of the advantages to having him head in the middle school squad. I don't have to worry about trying to teach guys how to play, how to cut, how to screen, because they've been hearing it from a guy that coached college basketball for 40 years. Right. You know, and and this this term is somewhat new. You hear coaches talk about basketball IQ, and um, – uh, that is that is talk about how important that is. Aside from the, obviously, you got to be talented, but that talent alone doesn't win. It, it doesn't, Monty. It, I mean, coaches nowadays they watch so much film, uh, especially in our league. Coaches are so good; they they really know how to scout. Um, and so, your players have to be good, but they also have to understand what you're trying to do. They got to be able to understand the scout of the opponent, which changes from game to game. Um, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't know how to defend your opponent or don't know what the guy you're guarding is trying to do, then it's going to be tough for you to succeed in those games. And so we, we talk about all the time, how are you thinking basketball 
more so than when we just come here to practice for an hour and a half. Uh, and, and the guys that are really studying the scouting reports that we give and looking at the huddle tapes that we have are the ones that are really going to be engaged in what we're trying to do to win the game. You know, my early years of uh, journalism, so obviously we're going back to the, you know, dark ages. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> There was a particular team that I covered from time to time. I'm not going to mention them. They would drive me out of my mind. I think they ended up being about a 500 team. And, Kerry, they should have been in the state tournament. That's how good they wow. were. But they couldn't play together. They would just do just, – just dumb things, you know. There was no IQ. They just knew how to play ball, you know. But And, and it took them far in a lot of games. And then, you know, they'd beat the, – They'd beat the best team in, the, in their district 20 and lose to the last place team by uh, 20 on Friday night. You know, it, it was, oh, it was, it was wow. mind-boggling. You know, well, I've never seen a team like it. So that basketball IQ is, is obviously – and, you know, it can make a marginable player if, you, if he's got good IQ. Um, it can make a marginal player a pretty good player. Yes. Oh, exactly. I mean, if you're an average player, but you know how to play, you know the spots that you need to be in, uh, you're, you're a good passer, you can catch the ball, you have a chance to, to make an impact on the team. I mean, basketball is a, is a simple game. We talk about passing and catching all the time. Uh, passing and catching, cutting hard, having a little bit of toughness, and you're a smart player. Uh, there, there's always a place for you on the floor. You talked about this this brutal schedule you're going to have coming up. Any worries that might lead to a uh, lack of confidence or, th- or anything like that? Or do you think the progress you made last year kind of helps you more in that regard? I think I think last year helps us. Um, but I, I'm also very, very honest with the team. Uh, I tell them why we're doing things. Uh, and I also tell them, I mean, we can't shy away from the moment. I mean, we, we, we schedule these things. We know it's going to be tough, but it's going to prepare us for down the road. Um, just because we, we may lose a game, that doesn't mean that there aren't teaching moments or things that we did well within that game. And so our, our thought process as a team and coaching staff is we, we get through this brutal stretch of a non-conference schedule uh, so that we can succeed in our, in our district play. And I think – us as a coaching staff, we've talked a lot about we're going to look for the positives uh, while in this non-conference kind of stint because we know that we, we could get beat down if it, we were just talking about wins and losses all the time. We could kind of beat our guys up, and that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to build their confidence but also play some tough opponents so that we're ready when, when the things actually matter. Kerry Hammonds, the head boys basketball coach at PCA, join us today. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a pause and be right back. kept secret in Murfreesboro? Well, it's Steered Straight Thrift Store. 
a nonprofit company where every purchase has a purpose to help fight addiction and suicide and educate our youth, parents, and the community on the dangers of drugs. Come see us at 845 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, Sunday on 12 to 5. Our phone number is 615-396-8987. God bless. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Kerry Hammonds, the head boys basketball coach at PCA, joining us today. Uh, Kerry, um, you got Lipscomb tonight, and we'll talk a little bit about them. Uh, in a minute, um, what are your expectations within your league this year? As we said, you made some monumental strides uh, last year. What strides do you think you can make this year? Uh, our goal, our goal is to finish the top one, two, three, four in the league. Uh, Monty, our first year here, we, we finished last. This past year, we finished sixth, and so to try to keep having that goal of getting better every year I think I think third four uh, would be huge for us um, especially with the guys we got we got seniors and juniors that's played a lot of minutes uh, I know we, we're in a tough league so I mean it's going to come down to, to winning some games but that that's kind of our goal for the year and I think we kind of have the pieces to do it we got some injuries to some bigs right now uh, hopefully we can get them back at some point before district play. Uh, so we're playing a lot of small ball right now. But I, I like our team. I like where I think we can be when league play starts. And, and so that's kind of our goal that we got on our board right now. You know, and, you know, you look last year, too, you know, maybe lost in the shuffle to some folks. Yeah, you won You won some games. You, you got in that region tournament. Uh, but to me, I could see – I mean, you can't always compare scores, but teams that were getting you pretty pretty good the year before, 
those games were a lot closer last year. And I mean, that in itself, to me, I would think shows great strides as well. Yes, for sure. I mean, uh, going into to the year year two, I mean, we had pretty much our whole team back, and so guys were real familiar with what we were trying to do. Uh, the buy-in was there, and, and that's how we were able to, to go from finishing last in the, in the league to, to six. And we got a bunch of guys back again, and I know that my senior group is, is really hungry um, to kind of leave on, on a good note on a good note and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to to the year uh you got Lipscomb tonight uh, tell us about them obviously they've been a very good team and if I'm not mistaken they've moving up so you won't be playing them in a district play this year correct uh, they're in the same division as the the BAs and NBAs uh they're a good team I watched them play Tuesday against Livingston Academy they they got some size uh, some athleticism and some guys that can shoot it. Uh, again, another physical team that's athletic that knows how to play. Um, and so it's going to be good for us. Uh, our guys are excited to play it in their new gym for the first time in front of the fans. And so it, it should be a, a good night on campus. Were you, um, were you surprised that Drew Maddox got out of coaching? I was, I, I, I was, um, I haven't talked to Drew, but, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time, and, and I know he has a family, and it part, probably had to do with wanting to spend some, some more time with them. Uh, but I, I was really surprised to, to see him, especially he's got those guys rolling. He's kind of built it to what it is now. Uh, so I, I, I was surprised, Monty. I think I saw he was going to do some color commentating in college basketball this year, so. Uh, I guess he'll still be around the game. Speaking of college hoops, have you watched any yet? I watched a, a little bit. I, I feel like I've been just running around doing a whole bunch of stuff, getting ready for the season and, and whatnot. Uh, but I've I watched a little bit, not as much as I, I would like. Um, but every time I get home, I, I try to find a game to watch. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's mid-major or, or power five i just i just like watch college basketball i caught some of georgia i mean um gonzaga and um texas the other night and dang i don't know gonzaga is not better this year than they were last year <laughs> uh I, I think they may be i mean you, you got the big guy timmy and then you you add a um could be a number one overall pick in in home grinning so i mean they got it rolling out there at Gonzaga. Mark Few knows what he's doing. and So it'll be interesting to see if anybody can, can beat him. I know they played Duke here in a, in a week or two, and so that will be a fun game to watch as well. Yeah, Duke's got two really good freshmen that are unbelievable. Uh, yep. You know, uh, closer to home, MTSU, it, um, uh, it looks like uh, Coach McDevitt is um, assembled himself a ball club that he really likes. It's deep. And, you know, they they played Winthrop the other night, uh, a team that's, you know, a perennial NCAA team. And, you know, they were behind. Middle was behind by three at the half and really clamped it down in the second half, outscored them by 14 to go ahead and win. And, you know, to me, that was a game the last couple years they would have lost that game. So uh, do you feel like there's some positive things going there? 
I, I do. And I, I actually talked to, to Nick last weekend, and he, he, he really likes his team. I haven't got, gotten to come watch him play. I'm looking forward to seeing him play in person. But he, he really likes his team. He, he likes his, his length and his size that he has now. And he also likes that he's a little older. He, he's not dealing with a lot of freshmen and sophomore guys. He, he has some players that have been around and, and have seen these and have been in these games. And so that always helps. Uh, but he, he was really encouraged with the guys that he has on his team. And so I'm looking for them to, to make a, a big jump this year. And, you know, you, you've, been on, you've been on good teams. Um, and competence is such a key. And I think that's really going to be big for this team because they haven't had a lot of success. But, you know, they've had a little modest success early in the season now. And uh, that can go a long way when you go out there and – and you know you're going to win that game. Oh, yes. I mean, there, there's no way to kind of simulate winning in practice. You, you got to go out there. You, you got to do it. You got to handle some runs and fight through some adversity so that you know as a player and as a team that you can do this. And so them them winning these games now is going to translate to when they get in those tougher league games and they're a little close that they, they have the confidence that they can pull those games out. I meant to ask you this because dating back to last year, um, you know, coaches put so much emphasis on practice. Uh, Did you consider yourself a good practice player? And did you play with guys that any – not to name names, but did you play with guys that really weren't good practice players, but when the lights came on, they came – they showed up and showed out? Oh, for sure. Um me myself, uh, I love I love practice. I just like I like going out there and, and competing and playing. I was more of a of a process guy. I, I love being in the gym when when no one was there. Like that was my my happy place, and so I, I love that part of the game. The games were fun. Uh, it's always fun to go out there when the lights are on. But I love the process of getting to the game. Uh, but I I definitely played with some guys that. Hated practice, never were great during practice. But when the lights came on, they were they were they were a gamer. And, and you you think about those guys and think about how much better players they could have been if they would have just spent a little bit more time preparing and really bought into that practice time. Just think about how much of a better player they would have been during games. Well, I imagine playing for Kermit. If you didn't practice very well, you got an earful, didn't you? <laughs> That that is for sure, Monty. I mean, uh, Kermit was was huge on details and, and practicing and showing up every day and and competing every single rep. And so if you, if you weren't if you weren't there that day, if you didn't have it, you you were definitely going to know about it. Everybody else was too, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Carrie. Always fun to catch up with you. Good uh, good luck to the Lions tonight and. Look forward to uh, joining you th- uh, on our show uh, throughout the year. I appreciate you having me, Mike. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Gary Hammonds joining us today on All Sports Talk. We'll take a break and be right back.
If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You had a day off in... Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Mr. Haney. Here on News Radio WGNS. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. It's time. Show your true blue. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance. 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. And after starting the season 3-0, Middle Tennessee's men's basketball team set to hit the road for the first time this season. They'll take on Stephen F. Austin, who is 2-1 on the year. That will be tomorrow night in Nacogdoches, Texas, for the start of the Cancun Challenge. That challenge begins on Friday and runs through next Wednesday. Participants for the event consist Bucknell, Buffalo, Illinois State, Mercer, Middle Tennessee, Ryder, St. Louis, and Stephen F. Austin. The first-round game of the tournament is played at various arenas of participating teams, a la Middle at Stephen F. Austin. And after that, everything moves to Cancun for the two games that each team will play at the Hard Rock Hotel Riviera Maya. That will be on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tomorrow night's game we'll have right here on WGNS. Tip-off is 7 o'clock. We'll have the pregame beginning at 6.30 with the game down in Nacogdoches, Texas. Lady Raider basketball has the weekend off. Their next action will be on Monday when they travel to Cookville to take on Tennessee Tech. 
All right, Conference USA football coming up this weekend. It is senior day for Middle Tennessee. We'll go a little deeper into that tomorrow with the senior class and uh, talk about the matchup. But the Blue Raiders, a slight favorite going in against Old Dominion, and the Monarchs have won three in a row. They are now four and six on the year. Middle can get bowl eligible with a win this week or next. They could pretty much seal up a bowl bid if they could win both. But just to get bowl eligible, Old Dominion is going to have to win out. Here's the schedule for the weekend. It starts tomorrow. Southern Miss plays at Louisiana Tech. That's on CBS Sports Network. Then on Saturday, Western Kentucky could wrap up the East Division as they host Florida Atlantic. That is an 11 a.m. contest on Stadium. UAB is at UTSA. Marshall will play at Charlotte. Old Dominion at Middle. Then you have Rice playing at UTEP. And then one night game, North Texas will play at FIU. So that is a look at what is going on this weekend in Conference USA football. All right, let's turn to volleyball. Middle Tennessee's Blue Raiders are back in Norfolk, Virginia, as they take on the third seed from the West, North Texas, for their first match in the Conference USA Championship Tournament. After a bumpy ending to the season against Old Dominion, the Blue Raiders get a chance to rack up a huge win at a neutral site to start postseason play. If Middle wins their first match on Friday, they'll take on the winner of Rice versus Charlotte. Middle goes into the match 8-10 overall, 6-6 in the league. North Texas is 15-11 overall. They are 7-5 in conference play. You can follow on social media or uh, video stream on CUSA.TV tomorrow. All right, Middle Tennessee's baseball coach Jim Toman announced the team's 2022 schedule. The 56-game regular season slate begins February 18th and features 21 games at Reese Smith Field, 35 games are on the road, and the season runs through May 21st. A schedule that features road trips to eight different states, Middle Tennessee will be on the road for 17 of its first 18 games of the season. The only home game in that stretch is a March 1st game against uh, Lipscomb. The Blue Raiders will face seven 2021 NCAA regional teams, including College World Series runner-up Vanderbilt, and uh, Conference USA play will open for the Raiders uh, as they have a three-game series with Old Dominion March 18 through 20. If you go to GoBlueRaiders.com, check out the baseball schedule, and the full schedule is right there for the looking. All right, that's it for today. We'll give you a game preview of the final home football game of the year coming up tomorrow afternoon. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Appreciate Kerry Hammonds joining us today. Boy, he's got a bright future in that business, wherever he wants to go. Um, he seems uh, very content out at PCA. Um, it's a really a good school. Um, they've got a good family atmosphere out there. They do a great job juggling athletics with their, you know, academics as well. And, and Carrie's a good fit there. And um, good role model for for young men. Um, as you know, he said uh, he did think he he's always done things the right way on and off the court. And um, and that's the kind of guy you want your son to to play for. And he's going to do good things there. I think. Um, they're an up-and-coming uh, program. Uh, it's it's going to take time, um, but he he sees the light at the end of the tunnel. They're not where uh, the, they want to be yet, but they are certainly getting there, you know. And hey, you know, when you got a girls' team over there winning state championships and finishing runner-up, that that'll kind of put a little rub on you there to to reach that level as well. So, again, uh, tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, uh, girls' game, PCA and Lipscomb. So, uh, that should be a great matchup as well. And, boy, that's a that's a daunting schedule. Talk about playing VA and NBA and Oakland. And, I mean, that's – whew. That's a that's – a, that's a tough road to hoe. But, as he said, when you get in your league, uh, it don't seem to be quite as daunting. But, yes, hoops is underway. Um, of course, we've still got football left. We've got two weeks of um, the um, MTSU season left. Uh, we got two weeks of playoffs left, hopefully, for Rutherford County. Um, on the high school level, um, Oakland goes to Lebanon uh, Friday night. Should be a good game. You know, I just think – I think Oakland's experience in this moment is is really going to help them. Now, Lebanon didn't look like a team that last week, they didn't look like they were bothered by the moment at all. Uh, they were playing a Riverdale team that, um, you know, state-ranked, um, tremendous defensive team all year. Uh, and they handled, they handled the bright lights quite well. You know, Riverdale, some just some ill-timed uh, penalties kind of did them in. And um, Lebanon, they used their playmakers. They played solid defense and uh, got out of there with the W. Um, Oakland, though, this is old hat to them. They really don't care where they play and who they play. They're not in awe of anyone. You know, maybe there was a day uh, that they're maybe in the back of their mind playing a Maryville on the road. Um, that might have got to them some, but I don't think that's not the case anymore. Oakland thinks it's very much on par or better than Maryville as a program now. And, you know, since Coach Creasy got there, they have not lost a district or region game. To me, that is just unfathomable. Um, but they got to take care of business this week. They can't look ahead 
uh, to Maribel. They want to be practicing on Thanksgiving, not just eating on Thanksgiving. Uh, so, um, and then Maribel, I'm not putting a cart before the horse, but, you know, and you look at Maribel, the last time they lost a home playoff game was being, <coughs> excuse me, um, 1999 tomorrow on the 19th of November. Maribel lost to Knoxville Central in the playoffs. Uh, so um, that's quite a stretch. Um, they've made the semifinals, um, I think, 22, 25 straight times. So 22, 22 straight times. Um, they've played teams from Murfreesboro 10 times. They're one and zero against Riverdale. One and zero against Siegel. And uh, in that game, it was like thirty-five to twenty-seven or something like that. Uh, Brent Stockstill played with a torn ACL. Matter of fact, if he hadn't had a torn ACL, Siegel would have won that game. He would have been able to run for what would have been probably a game-clinching first down. But he, you know, he, he was not his normal mobile self. And uh, they also beat Blackman once. They're 4-3 and three against Oakland in the playoffs. The home team has kind of uh, owned it of late. So if Oakland does got, get by um, uh, Lebanon and Maribel gets by Farragut, which I think, most people expect it'll be Oakland headed to Maribel. Uh, long streak. They're all meant to be broken, but if you're gonna win up there, you gotta you gotta really play well and and overcome some things. You know, I think one thing helping Oakland this year. You know, they went to Mississippi. And beat their two-time defending state champ. Uh, they played Lipscomb, trailed, played CPA, trailed. So they have they have a f- faced their adversity. They've had some injuries, but they've had guys step up, and I think that's the the a statement about their program is that these guys win. In middle school, they win as freshmen. They win as JV players. I mean, their JV team would beat a lot of teams, quite frankly. So when they call them guys up, when their number's called, um, they respond. When their backups are called upon, uh, they respond. And uh, they may have to have some respond this week. I don't know who's out Form this week. I know they had a few out uh, last week. Well, they won fifty-six to six over Shelbyville. You know, Shelbyville's not world beaters by any stretch, but you know, nevertheless, they were a two seed in this uh, region that they're playing that Lebanon's in. Um, but uh, Friday should be a great game. Then you got Middle Tennessee Christian. Uh, they're a game away for playing in the Blue, Blue Cross Bowl. 
They play in the semifinals against Nashville Christian Friday night. Um, a lot of people probably don't expect them to win that game. Uh, they are underdogs. Uh, I talked with Kobe Tackett, uh, and he he's a first-year coach. And, you know, he noted that, uh, you know, we're underdogs, maybe deservedly so. He goes, but there's not anybody in our locker room that doesn't feel like we can win that game. And they are at home. And if they win, they get a week off and they'll play the DCA-USJ winner. Uh, DCA, probably the best team in the state. But uh, it was an amazing job uh, that the first-year coach has done over there. When you look at um, that, they lost their first three games to open the season. Um, and then they reeled off, you know, eight in a row now. So, ten in a row, nine in a row, um, I believe. Yeah, nine. Um, so, they're in the semis. The Patriots are in the quarters. And that's all we got left. So, um, going to be a good Friday night. It's going to be a really good Friday night of football, I feel like. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Hi there, Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. All right, the Blue Raiders. Five and five right now. Chance to get bowl eligible. This week, they play host to Old Dominion. Three weeks ago, I had this just penciled in as an automatic Blue Raider W. But Middle lost their quarterback, Chase Cunningham. Of course, Bailey Hockman, who was the starter at the beginning of the year, left the program. And you got Nick Vadiato, who in his first game threw six picks. Last week, completed 12 of his first 13, and not to the other team. Blue Raiders scored on every 
possession that first half. Their defense got a safety. It got a pick six. So three weeks ago, yeah, I'm thinking Middle's going to beat Old Dominion pretty easily. Well, Vegas don't see it that way. It's about a three, three-and-a-half point spread. Since that time, Old Dominion has reeled off three straight wins, including beating FAU 30-16 to last week. Uh, crushing loss for uh, FAU um, as uh, they were tied for first place in the uh, conference. Well, um, Marshall lost last week as well. So now Western Kentucky's in first place. They play FAU at home Saturday. Pretty much uh, win the championship you know, of the East Division. Uh, on the west side, uh, UAB, who has, has one loss. They play at um, Texas San Antonio, which is 10-0. and Obviously unbeaten in the conference as well. And uh, the winner of that... Um, will win the championship more than likely. So a lot to play for this weekend for a lot of teams, you know. Uh, six will six wins get you in a bowl? Probably. May need seven, you know. Um, and you know you just don't know what goes into, you know what matchups, um, bowls are looking for. Um, I mean, let's face it, Middle not going to have many fans at all go. You know, parents and a few of the, um, you know, lifer fans. But uh, uh, their crowds have been pathetic this year. Uh, need something. They just need a shot in the arm. Um, and, you know, and I've broken record here, but – just because you go to a bowl game doesn't mean you've had a good season. There's all kinds of bowl opportunities out there. Um, but it's better than a bad season. I mean, Middles had a so-so year. There have been some bright moments. There has been some disappointing moments. Uh, but they do need some type of a shot in the arm, I think. You know, they had the big announcement this week with the new facilities upgrades and um, that's something to hang your hat on when you're out recruiting you know if they see dirt being moved that should help you in recruiting and you know that's what it's all about you know you gotta have better players if you wanna compete uh, with the upper echelon you gotta have better players there's no knock on the players they got. They got some really good players. But um, just, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, they're, they're just in a rut. You know, last year you had the COVID. The year before was the first year after Brent Stockstall uh, finally graduated. You know, he was here a long time. I'm sure opponents felt like he was never going to get out of here. But uh, he had a great career. Okay, you expect them to take a turn, a downward turn, um, because he did a lot of the great things for that program. And then, you know, last year you had COVID, and uh, they were 
not good at all early. They got better. I thought they got significantly better. You know, they played in a weird scheduling quirk. Uh, they played Troy twice last year. I mean, you, you never know who you were going to play last year. You're thinking you're playing this team. Well, they've got COVID, but this team's off, or their opponents got COVID, so you play them. You know, so it was it was it was anything but. It was so abnormal. It was ridiculous. Well, this year, things have been back to a little more normal. Um, in many in many regards, except, you know, the, the fans haven't really come out. Um, I mean, it's even worse than in the past, you know. And the thing about around here, they don't need much of a reason to not go. That's just the way it is. But uh, hopefully all that will change here in the near future. Uh, MTSU and men's and women's hoop teams off the 3-0 starts. Um, Blue Raiders in action. Uh, Lady Raiders in action uh, Monday at Tennessee Tech. Uh, they've got it going pretty good themselves. So um, a lot of good stuff coming up. You know, you get the end of football rolling around, and then you got basketball cranking up. So, uh, lots of good stuff going on. All right, you've been listening to All Sports Talk. Okay, again, I appreciate uh, Kerry Hammonds joining us today uh, from PCA, talking about his team. Again, they play tonight at um, 6 o'clock, uh, the girls' game, and then uh, at 7.30, the boys' game and uh, in their new gymnasium. They'll be there first home games there at their new uh, uh, facility. Alright, that'll do it for today's show. The coach, Preston O'Neill, will join me tomorrow. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.